You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the Afterlife. Here I am, day <laughs> one of quarantine. Day one? Day one of quarantine? It feels like day one. It feels like every time I see you, it feels like day one, Tommy. Oh, that's so I sweet feel like th- I haven't seen you for a while. This has been the longest time I haven't seen you. Yeah, I guess so. I've what been actually... A week and a half? <laughs> so Tommy's here because... Um, I was begging him, of course. I bribe him with Veggie Grill, our sponsor, Veggie Grill. <laughs> and um, The only restaurant that's still open. It's still open, yeah. And next door is Trader Joe's, and there's always a huge line for Trader Joe's. I feel like Sebastian Maniscalco. You ever go to Trader Joe's? There's a line, big line of people. So there's a, there's always a huge line <laughs> Trader Joe's. And, like, what does Trader Joe's really have that you – you know what I mean? Like, what? You, you I love Trader Joe's. I know, but like – I haven't been, though. I haven't been since quarantine. It's a crazy line. It's I've like the new Ralph's. nightclub line. and um, But Veggie Grill, always empty. I'm surprised there's no bouncer at grocery stores nowadays. Yeah. You ain't on the list. <laughs> <laughs> no reservation. Who do you know? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I know Ralph. I personally know yeah. Ralph, which is a grocery store in L.A. Hey, Ralph, you know this guy? (laughs) He's got, like, shades on. (laughs) So much hair gel. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, no Trader Joe's. Air One, which I didn't realize until the show. You, season two of You, you watched that yet? Uh, I watched season one, and it was pretty good. And then I watched half of season two, and I didn't finish it. It is so stupid, but it's fun stupid. It's like the dumbest thing ever because it's in L.A., and and they mock L.A., and some of the writing is genius. Yeah. But I didn't realize this until until, um, season two. The store they work on. Yeah. Right? Uh It's called – it's Nirvana spelled backwards, right? Yes. It's Aravan or something Aravan. Very clever. Now, I didn't realize that. That's based on Erwan because Erwan is nowhere spelled backwards. Oh. That's so LA. Did you know that Air One was nowhere spelled backwards? I like uh, Nirvana backwards better. Yeah, I do too. Um, so here we are. There's a lot of stuff to uh, to unpack. I, I originally wanted to get Tommy here because I wanted to talk about the Louis C.K. special. He wanted to get someone to set up the <laughs> <laughs> microphones for him. Yeah, I need someone <laughs> to help me with tech support. I think Tommy, can you help me with my uh, my uh, Bluetooth speaker? But um, but I wanted to talk about the Louis. Because, you know, we do cultural zeitgeisty things. Yeah, sure. And Louis C.K. <laughs> is a cultural zeitgeist. And I think this special, although the numbers aren't out on his special, which was released solely on his um, I guess the numbers will never website. come out because it's all him. I don't know why he would put them out. But he's not going to be like, I made seven million. Boom, motherfucker, mic drop. Why would you do that? I feel yeah. like that would be bad press for him. He's trying to That's stay low-key. So we have no idea how much money he's going to make. Mm-mm. Probably a lot. Is there a way to find out? And doesn't he get all of it? I guess so. He must. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe there are he people, produced it. But, but there must be some people who get a chunk of it. Hell no. Who? No? Really? He produced it. I would say, he paid all without the people who a on doubt, yeah. he is getting $7 million for that. Oh, easy. Easy $7 million. Easy $7 million. Because it's $8 a special, $8 a download. I guess, we're, are we assuming that a million people watch it? I think I think I that's think safe. Win, I think a, win, a million is easy to say. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because eight dollars is like if it was ten dollars, I could see people like ten dollars. But do a million people pay for it? For eight, first of all, it's seven ninety nine. Are you saying that if he charged ten dollars, he'd make less money? Mm-hmm. That's pretty smart. I think it's a weird psychological thing where people go single digits. It's like single digits, and also like because nine ninety nine, you're like you're trying to trick me. It's ten dollars. But eight, like, but damn. eight is like oh eight. That's a beer at a bar. Yeah, I watch a special and a beer for ten bucks. Yeah, exactly. Where are you getting your beers? Anyway, uh, twenty four pack of <laughs> high life. So, um, I wanted to talk about the Louis C.K. special because obviously it brings up a lot of questions. First of all, I don't know if people have seen it. There's going to be spoil. I guess is there spoil alerts for comedy specials? Is that a I thing? I think you're not allowed to ruin people's punchlines. You can talk premises. Oh, I'm going to ruin some fucking punchlines right now. Well, all right. <laughs> so he was gone. He was out of the. His last special was what? Three years 2017. ago? 2017. Yeah. Which he filmed in 2016, and he called it 2017. So his last special was really... I saw that live. You saw it live? Mm-hmm. Are you at the taping? No, no. I saw the him perform the hour. Where? In Greensboro. This was back when North Carolina did their um, like transgender bathroom ban, and oh. every big musician and performer canceled. But Louie, one, one of the performers canceled in the Greensboro Coliseum. Yeah. And Louie said, I'll take that date and then performed and then donated all of the money to, like, transgender causes. And he sold the place out. And he was amazing. And he donated all the money to transgender causes. Mm-hmm. That's something you will never get covered in the press. No. Because. <laughs> this was pre, this was pre uh, jerk off too. Yeah. So he does. Or I guess it was a pre jerk. So if you guys don't know, if you guys aren't Louis C.K. fans, and if you're watching this, listen to this, you probably are to a degree, at least know. So he was caught, not caught, he jerked off in front of a bunch of women. He was exposed. (laughs) He was exposed. Hey. He single handedly ruined his own career. Guys. um, Guys, folks. (laughs) Hey, whoa. Uh, What a jerk. Hey, now. So, uh, yeah, he'd do so many puns about that. Anytime I'm doing one-liners, I instantly just go to Frasier. I, I know, love the Frasier. snaps. Dude, the snaps are so happy. Um, now, I was slated. Slated. Ugh, I'm, so, I'm so rusty already. <laughs> I was going to go to the premiere of his movie, I Love You, Daddy, in yeah. New York City. Mm-hmm. And I was dolling up. I was putting on a blazer like thick. Oh, I was damn. getting ready to go. I didn't even know you had a blazer. <clears throat> I have one. <coughs> Coronavirus. Anyway, so I got a... Uh, Suddenly, I got a, f- a, a, a message from the promoter because it was a premiere. It was, a, you know, it was hard to get into, saying we're canceling it. Damn. So I call. I go, what's going on? And they said something's coming out in the Times. Like they basically, the Times article was was engineered to be released the same day it was premiere to completely submarine the premiere. I hate that. So they pulled it like two, like you know, they could have waited or whatever. They pulled it right away. Um, so they, they canceled premiere two hours before, and then the article came out. Like that that evening. See, I get suspicious of things that are like coordinated in that way. Yes. Like, I completely understand putting out the article in good faith because it's something that should be done. I guess. But if you time it with but the premiere of his movie in New York, what's with the strategy? What is with that's kind of vindictive and weird? Because then, that, then it's like a two for one thing of like his movie I premiere got canceled because of. They're trying to get more press for their article. Like yes, there's a business aspect to it that makes me. That's why. That's why you, you can't trust any of these people. You can't trust even the people who are shitting on Trump. B- 
because they're making so much money shitting on Trump. We got to we got to remember how much money MSNBC and CNN and all these companies are getting well, by shitting on Trump. I don't trust any of them anymore post Bernie. Post Bernie round 2, like round 1 I was like, "All right, he's a newcomer." Yeah. Like they don't get it, but this time he was the front runner hands down and they just torpedoed his whole campaign and put out false information on him the whole time. Yeah. And now I'm just anti all the news. This they're is not going to be pretty with, with Joe Biden. Hacks. They're all like, I remember when I was a kid. Joe Biden's going to lose. I'm already just buckled up for t- four more years. Trump is going to shit on him so hard, and he's not going to have have any like funny retorts. Did you see the fucking thing that Trump put out on Twitter today? What did he say? <laughs> Dude, I genuinely laughed because it was funny. Like, Trump, I mean, I think he's terrible. He's a narcissist, blah, blah, blah. Man is funny. He's funny. He's relatively quick. And he, I don't think that he writes these like videos that he puts out on Twitter. I think he has like a team. Yeah. A little troll a team, team of a little troll writers. network. Yeah. But he knows uh, what is going to work what do online. You say? What do you say online? It's just like an ad. And it's basically a football ad. And he got Obama's face put on the top <laughs> of one of the guys. Uh huh. And it's just like four black dudes watching TV, uh-huh. and they turn it on, and it's a Joe Biden commercial. But instead of the Joe Biden commercial, it's an excerpt from that weird, weird speech that, that Biden gave. Basement speech? No, like the hair on his legs. Like, I love kids jumping on my lap. I learned a lot about cockroaches, and they were touching my leg hair in the pool. It's just so strange. Ugh. And then, he, like, a Biden 2020 thing comes up, and the three black dudes... Because this is like a f- used to be a football commercial that they repurposed. Yeah. They all look at Obama. Obama's like, what? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's like a meme. And I love that that's coming from the White House official government. Right. Like, that's what's Twitter. ridiculous about it. Like, <laughs> it's hard not to be entertained by this to I some know. degree because it is like idiocracy. It really is. One of the biggest things I've noticed is that there's no. There's literally no more objective news. Yeah, it Because sucks. even CNN, which is about as objective as you're going to get, ostensibly, right, they'll have the br- the Chiron breaking news will be like, Trump dodges question about coronavirus. Like, that can't be your objective Chiron. I think it is objective. That's, he's editorial- that's editorializing on what he's doing. That's not objective. That's the same level that Fox News editorialized about Obama, though. So it's uh, like there uh, is uh, no Of course, news. but my point is Fox News, they're pieces of shit. So we get that. But CNN's supposed to be – we're supposed to be better. And they're just like, Trump is being a jerk to the press. Like, literally, the chirons, the breaking news, are editorialized comments. Yes, but also – well, first of all, coming from a CNN perspective, yeah, you got to look at how Trump treats CNN. Oh, of course. But he dogs them nonstop. So it's like, yeah. They're but aren't, CNN, aren't they supposed to be the adults in the room? But shouldn't the president be the adult in the room, though? You know yes, what I mean? but he's not, so here so we are. So he's not. So they're treating him like he's not an adult. Yeah. I think it is relatively objective to be like, we've asked you this question four times, and instead of answering it, you've trashed our network. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you're going to say that for how many politicians dodge questions, I mean, that's the nature of the game. That's the game, Yeah, baby. and personally, I appreciate them being called out a little bit. Yeah. I wish they would all do that. <laughs> They're all fucking full of shit. Um, 
except for my man who will never be Bernie seen again. Sanders. But you know what, Bernie? I'll tell you what, Bernie. Ber- okay, I can relate to the Bernie Sanders thing, and this is how: when I'm the underdog, yeah, right. When I'm the guy who, you know, you don't think is gonna do well in the show, or it's gonna be be well good with the women, wherever the hell, like, I'm a pimp. Yeah, as an underdog, I'm a pimp. Mm-hmm. As the leading man, as a front runner of the operation, it's a different story. Like I, I set myself for a lot more criticism. The expectations are a lot higher, and people start like looking at the chinks in the armor. I feel like Bernie is a great underdog, not a great front runner. Yeah, there's something to that. He's because once he's he goes from outsider, and then also he's front runner. He's by definition an insider. I had some. I had to, to a degree, confront the fact that he is not that great of a candidate slash politician he is a great public servant yes and he is authentic and i think he would be a great president because he has all of the values that i'm looking for but in terms of like playing the game he hasn't got it yeah he doesn't have that star power charisma like he does to an extent yeah he has these ideas that everyone rallies behind but yes he's, he doesn't have swagger like an obama yes you know or even like a trump Yes, and even when he's in the back, like he goes, everyone should be free. Schools should be free. No one should pay loans. Student, students, uh, college should be free for everyone. Everyone, uh, unemployment should be for a year. And he goes on, and you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in the front position, like, yeah. Now tell us how you're gonna do it. He's like, I have no idea. No, that's he does tell you, but he's just not. He's not smooth with it. Yeah. Right, like he, even in the debates, he kind of just reverts to the stump speech. Yeah. He kind of he's not as good at improvising and. He doesn't have the flourish. Yes. Do we real? Uh, let's let's just Americans call it right now. Americans need pizzazz. We're too stupid for. I'm gonna substance. call it right now. Trump is gonna win in a landslide. Sure. And I'll tell you why. Because Biden is the is Biden makes Hillary look like 2008 Obama. I know it's so sad. Bi- Hillary's a better Biden, candidate. First of all, the rape accusation, Ugh. which is just it's there, and people he, here's okay. Here's what bugs me. Okay. Now remember, keep in mind I'm a, li- I'm a liberal, Tommy. Sure. Uh, when the Justice Kavanaugh shit happened, mm-hmm. right? The first thing you want to do is you want to go, okay, let's hear it out. Yeah. I wa- I want like I'm rooting for the liberals and the Democrats to really fucking bring it. I'm like, okay, guys, what do you got? Same thing with the Louis C.K. thing, by the way. When I read the article in the Times, I was like, okay, I want to support all women. Let me read it, and mm-hmm. I read the article. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like well, I thought there was going to be yeah, stuff yeah. that it was that violated consent. The only thing that he did that uh, allegedly violated consent was he jerked off when a girl was on the phone with him. Which mm, my eh. understanding of the CK thing was that he abused his power by, uh, like, you can't make a request like that of someone who works under you because that puts them in the position where they could lose their job if they I guess so, but I don't think these people worked under him for the most part. I think they were like co-workers or like writing on the same show. It was before Louis C.K. became Louis C.K. I will say the the comedy festival one, it seemed like they were peers. They were peers. And then... And they went to his hotel room. Right. So looking back, their take was that he was like more established or had an agent or something or like blacklisted them. I don't know. It was all kind of muddy yeah. beyond that point. And it did seem like he asked. So I think the, the tricky thing with Louis is like, 
if you defend Louis, you get lumped in with defending Trump or like anyone rapists, yeah. murderers, yeah, like the whole movement. So you're you, a rape apologist. People basically. don't allow you to cherry pick or like, yeah, you know. And it's like the, what he did is creepy and wrong. So you of course s- come off weird defending it at all. Yeah, but it's also like I mean I think the treatment he got. Is, was excessive. Yeah, and there was a lot of people who did worse who got less. And it seems like the because I always thought the question was the line of consent, like where it lies. Yeah, that was the most important thing. So nothing about the New York Times article, and he dresses it as a special. He doesn't talk. He he basically says, if you have seen or haven't seen it, he basically talks about very briefly touches upon no pun intended his masturbation scandal, and he says, he says when you ask a girl if you can jerk off in front of her. Just uh, and she says yes. So he basically says, c- countervailing argument to what people say. He says every girl he asked, if they've said yes, um, he goes just make sure you check in. Mm-hmm. And then he says something which I'm sure is, would set like the Twitterverse ablaze, or maybe has I haven't really been checking. He says because women can say they're okay with something, and not be okay with something. I think that's it's a good point. It's a good point, but when you say that point, it is it triggers ninety five percent of women on the planet, who are at least nine percent of liberal women on the planet. Do you think so? Absolutely, because it's saying. I mean, he's saying sometimes you ask for consent and you should keep asking for consent. No, but what him saying is that women, but he kind of puts on on women say like when women say they're okay, they're not. Which is, I mean, that song "Blurred Lines" became a huge song about promoting rape culture right and blurred lines is basically about that i mean baby it's cold outside is basically about that i mean i think anyone who has dated a woman knows hey what's wrong nothing you know what i mean <laughs> like that's the most cliche i know thing but in then, the book but then but then women can't like it's hard for a lot of women to cop to the fact that they've been ambiguous about certain things particularly with regards to uh, things of sexual nature like they don't want to ever say like yeah, yeah. But I think to Louis's point is that because people can be ambiguous, you shouldn't just take that you first yes charge, and yes. go all the way. Yes. You shouldn't charge ahead. Yes. You kind of have to take things cautious and slow. Yes. And even the when they say yes, department. you should even when they say yes, you still shouldn't do it. That's I what think he that's said. That's an interesting lesson that he learned. Yes. And kind of passed on to the rest of I guess that's true. Hollywood. I guess I didn't look at it that way. It's like maybe it is a thing that people need to hear is that there is no world now where you can charge ahead with just your idea that this is what she wants. I just saw this movie because I'm watching a lot of old movies again in quarantine. Right. And I just saw Once Upon a Time in America because I know there was, a, there was a director's cut that's four and a half hours long. Hmm. Sergio Leone's masterpiece. And they're basically saying that the, the edited version is okay, but the uncut director's version is this, you know, it's one of the best AFI films of all time. So I watched it, all four and a half hours of it. Garbage film. But, um, and like just, just everything about it is like quote unquote problematic. But there is a scene because so much of the sex in the movie is transactional. Sex is defined as transactional. Like everything is transactional. Sort of like, like I'm having they, sex with you they, in exchange for something. They else. make a, they they frame a cop, fucking their female friend, so they can have leverage on him, to run their okay. illegal operations. Yeah. Then because that, then they fuck her to show her their. Appreci- I mean, it's just like constant. Then he has this girl that he falls in love with, has the most romantic thing ever, and he 
And then the drive back in the limousine, he just starts fu- starts to try to fuck her like he does all the other women that he are mostly they're prostitutional right. and, and uh, transactional. And she's like, no. And he just rapes her. Oh, God. And how is it portrayed in the film? See, it's is weird because because first of all, Sergio Leone is Italian. Yeah. So which is a rapey as fuck culture. It always has been. It still is. It just <laughs> is. It's a rapey Italian, culture. It's a rapey culture. <laughs> I don't know if that's fair, but mm. it, they do. They are sexually aggressive, I suppose, over there. From yeah. I mean, I've even heard. today, you walk down the street, every man is a construction worker. Like, oh, baby, come here. Ciao. You know, they're just, they're pretty creepy. Hmm. They're pretty aggressive. It's 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 baked into been. the culture. Yeah. Uh, so maybe rapey is the wrong word, but they're just aggressive. So now this is so this is filmed is shot in like 1978 1979. You have an Italian director, you know, <laughs> male director. So you Leon's great. Huh? I haven't seen this film, but in general, he's like the king of westerns, right? Who Sergio Leone? Yeah. Um. Yes. Didn't, didn't he do Good, the Bad, the Ugly? I think so. Yeah. 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 So it is. It is a um. Because because De Niro is the guy who does the raping, and you're kind of like. He's the hero of the movie. Hmm. And this is about halfway through. Like, I got to get behind this protagonist who just violently raped sweet little Elizabeth McGovern. Jesus. And then they kind of try to, like, sort of make it semi-romantic. Like, the day after he rapes her, she's on a train. He's at the train station watching her go off. And she lowers a blind because she's like, you're a rapist piece of shit. And at the end, he finds her again years later and... It's just That's really weird, fucking man. weird. I, I I just couldn't. So my point is, um, I don't know what my point is. The old movies are rapey as fuck. Is my point. There's a lot of like old before 1985, Revenge of the Nerds. I don't know if we talked about that, but yeah, you know, a lot of shit's like very fucking weird. So I think it's good that um, there is a protocol that is being established. Yeah, for sure. You know, which is maybe that he speaks to. Like you just gotta fucking ask. You gotta keep asking. Especially, I think, people of his generation, like, like I feel like my generation has been raised on kind of these ideas more so. Yeah. But I think if you're 50 plus, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> those I were the movies you were watching as kids. Oh, is yeah. De Niro I mean, you look at rapist. any black and white movie, they're just, he, even James Stewart. The night he'll, he'll like grab a woman by the shoulder and shake her and then start making out with her. It's a, lot like of, a lot of grabbing women by the shoulders in old movies and shaking them and they're like oh, crying and then and then kissing them like really fucking hard. Yeah, every movie. The kissing back in those movies is so they it's like a headbutt. Face. <laughs> it's truly like so aggressive. So here's the new way they're doing kisses post two thousand yeah. post, post me too because I've watched it in literally four or five movies I've seen this. There'll be a scene with a guy and a girl. And the guy, because at the same time, asking for consent for a kiss is stupid. I'm I'm at that point. Will you ask? Yeah. Yeah, but it's dumb. I hit him with a want to make out. That's my new move. Yeah. And it's just easier. And then after they f- they wring out their panties, where do you go from there? Oh, it just breaks the tension, and it's better for me. Uh, can I kiss you? Ugh. No, not can I kiss Blech. you. Want to make out? That's just cringeworthy <laughs> and bad. The word can, uh, can I uh, remember? Can I kiss you? May I excludes them from the equation, and oh. the word kiss 
is incredibly boring and childish. Oh, so want to make out is like the two of us are involved in a making what? out session. Want to make out? I'm offering. I'm offering an experience. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? An escape room with my mouth. Because it's like, man, they probably want to do it, but uh, the move, the lean. To be honest, the lean was never my strong suit. The lean was always <laughs> a nightmare. The lean. The lean. I am. I am anti-lean. The yeah, Tommy, I see that. Because you, you got, you kind of have a good-looking guy, but kind of comical-looking. The lean might be a little comical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. My lean. I have never seen myself in third person. I don't have a stylish lean. <laughs> I know. I know that about myself. What do you mean a stylish lean? Because What's a stylish lean? Because I'm t- my lean is timid. I don't. I haven't seen it, but I feel it in my core. You have a stutter step lean, like I have a lean, lean, yes. lean, lean. I like, like they could see it coming a mile away, and it's not. It's not smooth. I'm not. Yeah. You still maybe post first kiss? Uh-huh. Maybe I can swing in now that I'm now that we have a, an established kissing thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I swing in with like a okay. stylish lean. That I first that. lean. That first lean is like Bambi. Interesting. Yeah. See, I I, I think because I have beady eyes, maybe, and you have like big eyes. I have I have a I have a look where like I can look at women and there's just a little bit of fear. There's just a little bit of fear. You have fear or they have fear? They have a little bit of fear. Because I have beady eyes. So then when I lean in, there's a little bit of like so they know what's going on with the lean. The lean in is like is like hey. It's like it's like I could be I could be a serial killer. Yeah, Lean but in. you can't just <laughs> first of all, that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but also you can't just uh like you can't just lean. You gotta give a look and lean. Yeah. You know? I do I do this the BDI, is, the little BDI, I send a little nod. This is an, do you nod? I do a little nod. There's an initiation. There's a head initiation. Yeah, I do the nod. You gotta do one, it's not a not an up and down nod, just an up nod, like looking and up. And then it's just like, that's game on, baby. And then they dimple it out. <laughs> you notice how sometimes in movies where someone, maybe they're afraid of heights and they'll look down uh-huh. the canyon and the canyon will expand. <laughs> they'll do that dolly zoom. That Hitchcock lens. Whenever I am like thinking about leaning in <laughs> on a girl, I look across and the, there's just a canyon between me and her. Oh. It's like three miles of lean. Like mm. it would take... <laughs> fucking two days to get across it. Uh, so, you know, want to make out. <laughs> now it's tiny. Now it's on them. Yeah. It's just <laughs> ping pong. Your, your move. <laughs> I'm thinking like, like first kisses I've had. And a lot of times they're just like, maybe I say want to make, I don't know. I definitely don't do that. The, the, my girl Friday and just grab her by the shoulders and mash her face. Yeah. I, that's I, crazy. <laughs> But this is what I was going to say, back to the point about what I've been watching movies recently. This is what it is. There's a guy and a girl, and they're like, they're friends, shitty, you know, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, what's going to happen? And the guy's like, the guy's like, uh, 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 and he, 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 he comes in pretty quick. Yeah. He, but he just does a peck. He does that, and then he backs up. Yeah. And then she looks at him, and then she does the My Girl Friday mash on his face. Yeah, yeah. That's the new move. Is the guy comes in, like, he comes in with an aggressive peck, like, <gasps> And then he backs up like, I should have done this. And then she fucking mauls his face. I always loved uh, Hitch, 9010. Uh Hitch. Hitch with Will Smith. Oh, yeah. The rom-com with Will Smith. The lesson he teaches in that movie is you lean in 90, she does 10. Because that's consent right there. I mean, that was early. That was an old movie. But you initiate with 90, she finishes it with 10. But you don't go 100. He says that in the movie, never 100. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy to see that. Like, sometimes I'd be in an elevator, and I was like, oh, I like this girl. 
and I'll like Elevator, grab her shoulders. I, I would never I'll, kiss I'll come in, in and they'll give me the cheek. And once they give me the cheek, I'm like. First okay. kiss in the elevator? Yeah. That's creepy. Fuck you. <laughs> the elevator is a creepy place. Sometimes women like a little bit of fucking aggressive elevator. That's where it was a bit Fifty Shades of Grey in the elevator. That yeah, was hot. that's a creepy movie. Uh, that's the creepiest movie. You say it's movie. creepy, but it's the most widely read book by women in the history of the world. Because women uh, love creepy shit. Yeah, they do. But they like to observe it from a safe distance. You can read a creepy book and they can fantasize about something creepy happening. But in real life, it's like higher stakes. Oh, that was another thing about Once, time, Once Upon a Time in America. So Robert De Niro is raping people the whole movie. What? There's a scene where they rob a bank for diamonds. They raped a bank? <laughs> no, they robbed a bank. Okay. <laughs> uh, and there's a woman there who's like, what are you doing? Da, da, da. She's like, well, you want to hit me? I can tell you want to hit me. Hit me. So it plays into, and he goes, I don't want to hit you. He goes, yes, you do. You want to hit me? I can tell. And then he hits her, and I'm like, okay. Dude, this is a Sergio and then Leone he like, having these weird pants. And then he, like, pulls her, like, around. Yeah. And, like, fucks her from behind for a long time. In the time. bank? She's like, you, because they're robbing the bank. It was, like, after hours. She's like, you, you monster. How dare you, you fucking monster. And, like, he just fucking rapes her, and they leave. Jesus. And then it's really funny, because a few scenes later, they're at the same party with this girl, and she comes in and goes, hey, some guys want to meet you. And she goes in there. It's all the robbers. They go, I don't know you guys. And they put on their masks, and she goes, hmm, well, I know one of you. And then she goes, she examines all their dicks. Oh, my God. This is considered one of the best movies ever made. How is that Probably movie not canceled? Who, uh, just for the record, who says this is a Top movie? 20 movies, top 50 movies. I've never heard it's of it. Once Upon a Time in America, uh-uh. Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, James Woods, Sergio Leone directed it. All right, so they're all like gangsters, outlaws. It's like a, yeah, it's a gangster. It's about like the Jewish mob in early, you know, really? 20th century. Joe Manhattan. Pesci, Robert De Niro, and the Jewish mob? Yeah, Robert De Niro plays a Jew in it. He's just playing everybody, isn't he? Yeah. Um, He's great. He's a great actor. That movie is fucking garbage. It just makes me, eh, whatever. So yeah. um, back to Louis C.K. <laughs> so he says that. You're saying that's a good thing that he goes, you guys, because it's funny because I looked at I didn't th- think that was problematic. I thought that that was like a learned moment to me. That's how I read it. Do you I think it was an apology, a non-apology? Do you think oh, the, there was a non-apology for sure. Yeah. In uh, the context of the special, it was a non-apology. But it was probably the only way he could have addressed it because if it got too I mean, maudlin or apologetic, right. if it got too sincere, people would be like, ugh. That's what I heard that Aziz did is that he had like a whole, like a little memorial service in his special. Oh, really? Yeah, like he got real, uh, uh, I don't want to say sappy, but like, but like he really took a serious moment to address it. Yeah. And then Louis was like, this is a comedy special. You know, yeah. and I'm not saying either is right or wrong. I think in the context of a comedy special where the goal is to make people laugh, that should be the goal. But yeah. also, you Louis should probably take a real moment and publicly do something. He like put out the letter, but the letter was at the time when he released the, le- the Louis C.K. apology the letter, letter felt sincere too. It me. was. It was. Everyone said this is an example of how you apologize. Everyone else and me too, because no one else was. And, and then two weeks heralded. later, everyone decided that it wasn't. They said it was a perfect apology, but it doesn't fucking matter if you apologize. You're still a rapist. You're still. It's, so, the thing that bugs me is people, women who say, 
if you book Louis, you're making an unsafe environment for women to do comedy. Now, that just feels like, come on. Are, are women really worried they're going to be uh, attacked or assaulted by Louis C.K. in comedy? Women... Comic, comic, female comics are boss bitches. I don't see a lot of them fucking like. I agree. Being shrinking violets here. I agree. Female comics are boss bitches. I think the general sentiment is that he has become a symbol for sexual assault. Yeah. And I don't know if that is necessarily fair to him or what he did. Obviously, I don't know the details. Yeah. But uh, the fact that he is now a symbol. Yeah. On par with Harvey Weinstein. He has not done anything remotely close to what Weinstein has done. Yeah. But their symbolism is the same now. Yeah. Whether that's fair or not. Because I would say that it's not fair. Because Weinstein is like a serial rapist. Yeah. And Louis is like this kinky weirdo. Yeah. Right? Who is also one of my favorite comics. Ever. I mean, I think it's hard to deny that he's one of the best comics oh, ever. Hands down. I mean... Dude, special after special after special. So what? Pre-Jerkoff yeah. thing, dude, I idolized him. Yeah. It was very hard for me that to, must have been hard. to act like and I And what do you think about the idea of separating, again, separating the man from the art? Because it's a question that I feel like keeps coming up in interesting ways. This woman wrote a big article in the New York Times about how Picasso should be canceled because he was such a piece of shit. I, did you ever watch Hannah Gadsby's special? Oh, she was the one. It was Hannah. It was, it was Hannah Gaspar. Harped one on that for after a while. Pica Picasso, yeah. I was I was very off put by that. What What was that like? The fourteen hundreds? <laughs> Picasso? No, Picasso was in the nineteen hundreds. Were those nineteen hundreds? Yes. You don't know anything about Pablo Picasso? Yes. I know about he died Picasso. At, he I didn't died know the like, time frame. He that died in the nineteen hundreds. Yeah, he died like late night, mid late, late. Fuck, we should really? probably watch. Yeah. No way. He was. We know people who knew Picasso. I'll put it that way. What? Yes. No way, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Picasso died in like, I'm gonna say he died in like the Picasso age. 40s or 50s? No way. What? When did he die? 1973. Yeah. Are dude. you uh, are you crazy? Maybe I was thinking of Van Gogh, because he died. Yeah, I was thinking like Van Gogh. 1890. Yeah. So I Picasso died. 1800s at least. I said 1400s. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Wrong. I said 1940s, which is fucking way wrong too. So. Well, to be fair, I think my perception of her jokes is changed a lot by that. Because <laughs> I was like, why is she? What is she going on? Why is she going off about the? Picasso? Why is she going off about Caligula? That was I mean, ages that was ago. So different back then. Um. But he I was, in, in, in fairness, his, his relevance was over by, like, you know, 40s to 50s. You know? Right. So, but at the same time, like, it's really hard. Well, so what? He had sex with 13-year-olds in Europe. That's the deal. Something like but that. a lot of people did back I then. I don't know. I hate to Dude, say it, but so it was kind of like back in the day, like, 13 was the fucking move. It's tough to to judge people from 100 years ago. Yeah. Obviously, that shit is horrible. Yeah, and we, in the context of today, could never uh, excuse it. But it's also like, dude, we're probably doing shit now that a hundred years from now, people will be appalled by it. Yes, which which, Louis C.K. talks about the fact that. First of all, I think with most of his specials, I think the first half hour is genius. Yeah, and then yeah. once you start seeing like the armpit sweat and the tit sweat. And the That's flop sweat. trademark, though. You it, hate that, but no, I, I don't hate it. But I could like his specials slowly disintegrate once the m the sweater is the less special. The efficacy of the show's worth. I, I tend to worth. disagree with that. I think at least back in the day, uh -huh. that means he's like picking up speed. 
but I feel like he peters at the end of interview specials. The last 15 minutes are always like, ugh. Because he'll take his closer and he'll put, put it at the beginning. Hmm. And then he keeps doing that and keeps doing that. And so by the end, you have, like, the most middling jokes. He always does come out hot as fuck. Comes out hot. He always comes out hot. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think he's had some decent closers. But he does usually like to close on some just raunchy weirdo shit. And he's going, and okay, then he just I guess I'm done. Bye. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. really close. He just goes, bye. He doesn't do, like, where's my piece of chicken? <laughs> mic drop. I'm leaving. <laughs> If he wanted to do a mic drop, he could. He could, he doesn't set up the mic drop though. I mean, he's not a mic drop guy. He's not a mic drop guy. Chris he's Rock just is like, a mic he's drop just, guy. He's just sweaty. He wants to go home and jerk off type of guy. Um, but what the fuck was I going to say about Chappelle's that? a mic drop guy? Who is Chappelle? Chappelle's a mic. He drop. literally did a mic drop in the last one. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would ever do a mic drop ever. I don't think I would ever deserve one, but I don't think I would ever do one. Even if I had a fucking like joke that had a perfect callback, applause confidence, break, baby. I would never mock mic drop. Mic drop comment. Uh, uh. Mic drop comics have just crazy confidence. And then you gotta turn it sideways when you do the mic drop. If you're if you're thinking about what people are gonna think about the mic drop, you're not a mic drop guy. I'm not a mic drop. You're comic. double. You're double taken on the mic drop. You'll never be a mic yeah, drop I'm guy. Like, ex- ex- excuse me. Oh, th- would you guys be okay <laughs> with me <laughs> dropping the mic? Can I have your consent to drop the mic? <laughs> And then I drop it and I catch it with the other hand because like I don't want to hit the floor. That's disrespectful. Just kidding. <laughs> Someone paid a lot of money for this microphone. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mic drop guys drop mics. Okay. Yeah. All right. Shooter, fine. Shooter, shoot. Mic droppers drop. You ever see a, a comic drop a mic and it's just fucking painful? Oh well, like, that was like the least deserving mic drop ever. Well, for the record, does anybody like dropping mics <laughs> to at a during a set? Yeah. Like during a fucking showcase spot. <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> uh, have you seen that? No. Oh, God. Don't do it. At no. the end of a special is one thing. <laughs> At the end of a special is like, all right, you earned this to an extent. Yeah, yeah. If there's a host coming up behind you who has to pick that mic up, fuck you. Oh, God. <laughs> That's just fucking borderline uh. gross behavior. Whatever. So the, f- the first half hour, oh, he talks about... He he does these really sort of broad concept, high concept jokes about religion. <laughs> and he says, and, and this is a brilliant point about God. He goes, back in the day, God was always like, hey, you, stop it. Like yelling at people and, and then just mum for 2,000 years. Yeah. He could clear up a lot of issues <laughs> if he just had a five-minute press conference. And one thing he said, he said by the way, Everyone should fuck everyone. It was it was Adam and Eve and Steve. They were all fucking. I was jerking <laughs> off. <laughs> that was funny. And then he goes. He goes. I gave you all these great animals to fuck. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? You're eating them. I know. I gave you. You're eating a perfectly fuckable pig. I I love the way. I think he addresses it a little bit too. Is like he clearly has this thing where he just loves to say and do the wrong thing. Yes, like it's built into him. Yeah, I think you have you have that too. Yeah, you, yeah. You're because both button pushers. It but feels like, really good when you say something and people like that feeling where the hair stands up back of your neck because people are like, <gasps> you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He addresses that in a really cool way. Like he was six years old and some some old homeless guy was like, you want to know all the dirty words. And he like downloaded yeah. the dirty words. He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I really liked it. I really liked it as a special. I'm not saying I, I am now like, condone the man, but 
it was kind of a nostalgia trip watching that because I hadn't really seen any Louis stuff for so long. Yeah. And it's like uh, it's on par with his other stuff. Yeah, I would s- dude, twenty seventeen. I honestly didn't like that much. I didn't like it that much either. I loved Live at the Comedy Store. That mm-hmm. shit was hilarious. Uh, I think this theater. Is, I think this is his best special. What? In the pat, like yeah, one of his best specials for sure. I don't know if it was his best. I mean, he. he I, I felt like the last fifteen minutes was just too Beacon much about theater fucking is my kids. Favorite. Yeah, the last fifteen minutes was too much. It's still funny, but... But then when he... Like, there's certain things... The thing that I watched from Louis C.K., which I learned about... If you guys ever want to get in comedy or are interested, this is a thing that I really learned from watching. And comics like Ian Edwards are a good example of this, too. Like, there are right turns. There are sharp right angles everywhere. Yes. If you just look for them. And they can be in the smallest little places, and you have a a memorable punchline with just one right angle. So he'll go, he'll go into a shop in the northeast, some woman's shop, yeah. where they make their crafts. And he goes, oh, wow, you made this instead of killing yourself? <laughs> it's right there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, a hard right turn right there. Or just, he talks about he'll do some just for the sake of the reaction about the legless guy. He goes, wow, I haven't been able to – I've had to crawl around in my hands ever since – that accident at the marathon and it's like the boston marathon joke right there which is and then i loved how he turned it yes. back on the audience and he's like y'all were just laughing about oh we thought it was just some random fucking disabled who had a childhood guy. disease yeah fuck those people fuck those people but this <laughs> but not these not these people like those yeah people. i think that's a good thing about where comedy is right now is because everything there's so much debate about what's right and wrong and pc and not pc and there's so much hypocrisy just baked into it that you can kind of play with people's expectations like one of the ways that's being calling back right now brett kavanaugh right right so brett kavanaugh that thing was that, that was a shaky accusation at best she had no corroborating witnesses she didn't know where it was she didn't know what year it was sure. it was very I think very they could have got somebody else though huh they could have got somebody else what do you mean like they could have got a different guy than brett kavanaugh that's what i would have done Oh, this is sketchy. Let's get a different dude. Oh, you mean for the Republicans? Yeah. But and they're but why force it ahead when there's a million good judges? That's my take on it. Yeah, I get that, but at the same time, I also kind of go if there's anything more cogent about Christine Blasey Ford's accusation. First of all, look, I have two doctor brothers. One's an MD. One's a PhD. If you're a PhD, you're not a fucking doctor. Okay, you have a PhD. Go eat a dick. When you're an MD, you're a doctor. You know what I mean? I'm sick of these fucking, I got a PhD in fucking lesbian dance theory. I'm a doctor. No, you're not. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. You're not saving sure. lives in the ER room. What? Well, this is just what they've been called. She got a fucking, she if wrote a paper. A so she's teaching a There are a class. lot of people who, who have PhDs who don't call themselves doctors. So right away, I'm like, Ugh. They do in their practice. My brother never goes by Dr. Dawes. My brother, Jim, who's a tenured professor. Sure. He's like, no, I'm not a fucking doctor. I'm sure I have some a PhD. People call I'm a professor. That, professor but that's him being cool and gracious and like a normal dude okay so my point is anyway whatever i don't know this woman but she had a really <laughs> weird accusation about but a guy she's in not a real school, doctor and it wasn't even a ra- rape it was like he threw me in the bed and tried to make out with me and i pushed him i don't know devil's triangle like, devil's triangle that's what he was accused of it's like him and his buddy on her what? not on her she wasn't she never accused him of rape she accused him of attempted rape or attempted, attempted rape. assault all right so 
But then there was then some crazy women like, oh yeah, him and his friend used to have like gangbangs and all the high school parties, and then was like that never happened. So anyway, the point is this: the amount of people, the amount of liberal people, and Lisa Milano's that came forward and were like, this is credible. The New York Times like, this is credible. We got to listen, and everyone was like, and everyone said, fuck Brett Kavanaugh, fuck, and he got fucking shit on for a mm-hmm. long time from something that happened he when he was in high he school. Beer. He likes beer. So, look, I'm not saying he's not a piece of shit. He's probably a piece of shit. He probably did something fucking gross like that. I agree. But <laughs> here's the problem. Now Joe Biden gets accused of rape yeah. by someone a lot more recent, by someone who worked for him, by digital, someone who has dates and rape. times and fucking wasn't drunk, was sober, knew him personally, all this shit. And we all know Biden's a creepo. And he's a fucking There's creepo. Just like video after and then video Alyssa Milano was like, well, we got to give the guys due process. Really? Okay. All of a sudden, the liberals are saying you need due process after Joe Biden? I will say that this has brought the fucking hypocrites out. That's what I'm saying. I saw one of the people who started the hashtag MeToo movement took it out of their bio after the Joe Biden thing came out. What like, do you mean? Like it was in their bio. Their Twitter bio. Hashtag me too. Hashtag me too. They took it out after the Joe Biden thing came out. Because you can't say you're now a fucking hypocrite. You can't say you're part of the Me Too movement and also defend Joe Biden. Dude, it's outrageous. Yeah. I'm 100%. For the record, Trump has rape accusers too. Of course. But that that's a fucking absurd choice between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Yes. It's like both of these dudes are clearly kind of creepy pieces of shit. Yeah. And we could do so much better. So. It just this is such a fascinating point because it's almost like it killed the Me Too movement when Joe Biden got accused of rape. Because if you're going to be a believe all women, if that's your hashtag and this woman accuses Joe Biden of rape, you can't spend all your time discrediting her and asking for due process. Because I'm like, what the fuck's been happening for the past three years? Dude, it's kind of pathetic, but that's that's the game. The game has been revealed. Yeah. You know, and what a lot of people don't want to talk about is there's a lot of money involved in Me Too, too. Me too, too. Me too, too. There's a lot, a lot of, of money involved in Joe Biden, getting, that's for sure. Oh, God. We're fucked, man. Yeah, we're fucked. Because Joe Biden's going to lose. Trump yeah. is going to. And now Trump's going to. And rightfully so. And Here's yeah. the thing. I, I'm, I hate Donald Trump, like, to my core. Yeah, he's awful. It, like, it, he pisses me off every decision he makes. But part of me is rooting for him to win. Like I, it's this. Cra- Let it all burn, baby. It's this crazy part of me that I. It's like, I just am so resentful of the Democratic Party for forcing Joe Biden upon us yeah. when he is so obviously a bad candidate. It only feels like they must get their comeuppance. What's weird about that too is like, if Hillary is is really the public servant and the savior that she touts herself to be, why the fuck wouldn't she come in? Because she would do better than Joe Biden. Oh, please. You could have a fucking... S- I don't think she would. Not on round two. Anybody round eight. could do better than Joe Biden, though. I agree. Joe Biden can't even talk. I, I agree to an extent, but not Hillary. Ugh, God. Anyone but Hillary, dude. Seriously? Running Hillary again? That would be fucking bizarre. How, how much dementia does Joe Biden have to have? And how much rape All and creepy accusations? <laughs> Before the Democrat Party will be like, we gotta go with someone else. Oh, I hope that they do. I hope something happens and they choose someone else. That's our only chance. So they'd have to go to Bernie. No, they won't they, though. Who would they go with? Elizabeth, like and Pecky's school mommy. No, Warren. Not Warren. Someone, by the way, said they will put someone in who wasn't even running, some rando, and they'll lose too. I saw a tweet that someone said, uh, "Louis C.K. is Elizabeth Warren for men," 
And I thought about that, and I was like, uh. I saw that, and it made me laugh. It made me laugh because I was like, what I got from that was that women love Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. White women love Elizabeth Warren. She's done a couple bad things, but they're all in denial about them. <laughs> because she she speaks truth to power for women in a lot of ways. She's a staunch feminist, how successful, all the things she's done. And women are like, fucking yeah, Elizabeth Warren. But men are really put off by her. Well, and I'm I want to yeah. like her. I want to like her. But she reminds me too much of that my second grade fucking teacher who would just always try to lecture me. I like that about her. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I like Elizabeth Warren in theory. I don't like how she kind of won't go off. I don't like how she's a politician and didn't really help Bernie out. Yeah. Because she didn't think he would win or she was jealous of him taking her half of the progressive movement or whatever bullshit. Or she's vying for the vi- the VP nom. I don't know what her motivation was, but she like massively disappointed me. And she is someone that generally I like. Yeah. Certainly a lot more than fucking Biden and all, all these other fucking phonies, Buttigieg, Beto, mm-hmm. whatever the hell they're trying to do. Wait, you don't like Buttigieg? Hell no. Fuck Buttigieg. Why? Because he sucks. He's Homophobe. a crony. He's a CIA crony. Is he? Do you work for CIA? Uh-huh. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, he's a plant. <laughs> he ain't got a genuine bone in his body, a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Wow, Jesus Christ. So aggressive. I get it. That's how, I love feel about, that's how I feel about most of them, though. It's not just Buttigieg. It's like I certainly feel that way about uh, most of the Democratic field. You Outside know, of Warren, I like Yang, Warren, and Bernie. You know what's interesting about this podcast, Tommy, is watching your innocence to experience moment happen. Live. When you went from believing in, like, in real God, time, really you believing believe- in people and the government, and you believing in the youth vote coming out and voting for Bernie. Yeah, get out of here. I told you at the time, I was like, young people are too worried about, like, should I jerk off or try to fuck this girl? Like, they don't want to fucking, they don't care. There's like 10% that you see in the news of young kids who make it look like young people are very active, but 9% of people between 18 and 21 are just pieces of shit who are trying to fuck. I thought that was, I thought I was a greater representation of like the nation you know because i not, moved, i was obsessed with politics i was like <laughs> i was co- following it like sports everyone else right guys everyone else i thought you, right? we were into it i thought we were in no. this together but it's you and a handful of people and the, the other thing that sucked is like we we're talking about how you can't really trust any of the news mm-hmm. so i was kind of finding these outside news sources mm-hmm yeah, that I was really buying into, like a couple of these like independent media people, like Rising, Kyle Kalinsky. and now I realize like they're all kind of hacks too. Like they were saying the point of view that I wanted to hear, uh-huh. but the facts and stuff that they were citing were clearly just biased towards Bernie in a way that made me believe it was possible more than it was. Interesting. So now I'm just totally jaded on everything, and I'm like, let's get a farm or something. So before we, uh, you know, we should probably wrap this sprawling, <laughs> rambling podcast up. But <laughs> a, we should. What a depressing way to end. Um, a couple things I want to say. First of all, I want to I want to say the Louis C.K. special. I don't know how you feel about. It. It's still pretty brilliant. He may be a piece of shit. I think at least he acknowledges funny. he's a piece of shit. It's definitely way funnier than half the shit on Netflix. And you should be able to allow to laugh at pieces of shit if they are genuinely funny. Can I make one last point on the Louis special? I almost felt like he was liberated. In a way. Yeah. Because it's like his half of his premise for the thing was like, I'm a bad guy. Yeah. I was like, for a while, he was kind of putting on this like, I'm 
I help the, artists. I, I help produce, artists. I produce Tig Notaro's special. Uh, maybe I'm a good guy. This time he was like, yeah, I'm a bad dude. Mm-hmm. I have fucked up thoughts. I'm not a saint. Yeah. And I'm going to say whatever I want. And yeah. I think it was funnier because of that. He said something that was really funny, too. He goes, he goes, everyone knows my thing. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, everyone here in the world, he goes, Obama knows my thing. Right. Which is fucking hilarious because I'm even sure it's true. That. Um. Everyone, like, even even little kids see him at the airport and, and, and like, <laughs> he goes, no one knows your thing. Now, the truth is, like, I don't really, I'll be honest, I don't, when I hear that, he goes, everyone has a thing, but no one knows it. I don't really have a thing. Hmm. I mean, threesomes, because I'm a goddamn red-blooded American man. I, I, I never get to have them, but I love the idea of them. He's got his half white. I don't have a thing. Do people really have that much of a thing that they want to, by the way, speaking of things, like, I can't tell you how many videos have been sent about hollywood pedophiles like tom hanks oprah winfrey all these people are allegedly have you heard about this shit i feel like i believe the rule is if once you make over 10 million dollars you start fucking kids yeah the more money you make the younger the 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 less inclined you are to fuck some of your own age (laughs) so if you're 40 and you're like a millionaire but once you're like 60 and billion you're fucking a teen 100 percent. oh god yeah isn't that weird? It's like once you're a billionaire, apparently all you want to do is f- fuck kids and own tigers. <laughs> yeah. Or ligers, which are a real thing I didn't know about. Yeah, apparently. Um, ligers look weird. Ligers look like they need a little help. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about a couple coronavirus. So all these conspiracy theories and videos, there's one called Out of the Shadows that came out about pedophilia and how that. Then someone said, you got to watch Fall Cabal, which is the craziest thing I've ever seen. So you can fucking watch it. Um, but then I talked to a friend of mine, a girl I used to date. I don't want to say her name, but she's a nurse now in New York City. And she's slowly becoming Republican, right? I guess okay. happens with old people. Because she's starting, she kind of is signing up for a lot of the conspiracy theories. And one of them, she now she is a nurse. Keep in mind, she's mm-hmm. a nurse okay. in New York City. And she used to be, I mean, she's gorgeous. She used to, be, she used to act a lot. She was in movies with the Nero and shit. She was successful, and she just kind of quit, and she has a kid. She's, and she's a nurse. So she um, she goes, have you heard about the tents in Central Park? I'm like, what are you talking She goes, you know about the, the tunnels in Central Park, right? Well, I don't know. She's like, yeah, tunnels? they're everywhere. They're in movies. It gets, it's a well-known thing. There are tunnels so under like Central Park. tunnels? Whatever. Broadway or something? People, I don't know. But there are tunnels, allegedly. And yeah, then now all of a sudden there are these tunnels? pop-up tents in, in Central Park, which are used to treat COVID patients. Sure. And she said... And this is from her to me, like an hour conversation. She said that she was hanging out with a bunch of nurses who had been flown up from different places like North Carolina to the, out of the city, flown up to treat these patients in these tents. And they were all several people have said um, to her. They were like, uh, it was weird, like these weren't covid patients. There were children between ages like five and 15. And they were like some of them were deformed. Some had bruising. And they had to fill out NDAs. They weren't even supposed to be telling her this. She's like, what the fuck is going on? And she wants to kind of like look into it. The theory is that there, that when the lockdown happened in New York, human trafficking stopped. So you had all these kids being trafficked that were like just kind of held up. And they had to be treated. Because they were stuck underground in these tunnels in Central Park, and they were brought up to put in these tents that you need security access to get into in these tents. So these nurses are treating fucking 
rape victims and child trafficking victims and being told they're what? COVID victims. And I would say that's the craziest thing, but but she told me, she goes, I these women told me this to my fucking face, and they were scared out of their fucking minds. Jesus. So there's a lot of shit going on that, like, I guess one thing I didn't realize, like, human trafficking is a real fucking deal, man. That, oh, I've heard a lot of shit about that, and it is very real. And I know, and, and I just heard this guy, just yesterday, this guy was like, who lives in Mexico, who is a Mexican citizen, he goes, uh, you don't know what's going on. Trump has to lock down the borders. He has to. He goes, the shit coming out of Mexico is fucking disgusting. Hmm. Like, anyway, so uh, I will say this. I do. Wall, I, I guess that's how we. So I don't know what's going on with this thing. We're fine. I don't know if I've had it. I, I, I will say something. This is, I don't want to bring it down, but um, maybe this if someone can help donate or whatever. So a guy I knew, he wasn't really a friend of mine. He's kind of a friend of mine named Nick Cordero. He was a Broadway star. We did shows on Broadway simultaneously. He was fucking super talented. Really, really nice guy. Like, he's, like, so nice. He was so nice to me. I'm like, you got to be gay. Like, you got you're trying to fuck, right? You're trying to fuck? But he was just a nice guy from from Canada, so it makes sense. And then Fucking he got Canadian married. Because I always thought he was gay because he was so nice to me, right? And then I saw he got married, and his wife is, a, like, a 10. She's beautiful. Her name is Amanda Clutes. And then they had a kid. And I'm like, this guy's just perfect. He's, like, the best fucking dude. And, of course, his life is working out because he's an amazing, sweet, funny, big comedy fan. I see him at comedy clubs. Um, he just got his leg amputated because of COVID. Oh my God! What? Yeah, he's in a coma and he got his leg amputated. He has a ten-month-old. Oh my God! Named Elvis. So his name is Nick Cordero. His wife is Amanda Clutes. She's on um, K L O O T S from COVID. From COVID because he got a blood clot and he was in a coma and they had to fucking the the thinners the blood thinners. Yeah. So you know this guy's. Hopefully he comes out of it, but his wife is going to be, you know, that's so tragic. Alone, they just moved to L.A. Literally, they just moved to L.A. and then this happened, and so it just and there's so many people who's on Good Morning. They're praying for him, and he has a he has a GoFundMe. So you look up Nick Cordero, and if you want to like, you know, give so anyway, that just made me think because every time I want to dismiss COVID is like it's overblown. It's like this guy was 40 years old. Yeah, he was younger than me. And Definitely he was real people getting affected. And he was healthy, six foot three, good looking Italian guy, big Broadway star, super nice. And like this fucking happened to him. So I don't know. Yeah, I, someone I know said that it's not real because they don't even know any real people who have gotten it. This one really changed. My, I mean, I don't know. Like, what Michael are you Yo. talking about? I know a bunch of people have gotten. It. Oh, really? Yeah. Did they have to go in the hospital? No, not all of them had as serious of um, I mean, a couple did. Most yeah. of them, obviously, just because I'm younger, were younger people. You knew younger people? Mm-hmm. But they obviously didn't have to be hospitalized. Yeah. But uh, I definitely know people who got it. No, I knew I knew it was real, but I just, like... And look, the flu is real, too. And we fell asleep yeah. on the flu like it wasn't a real thing. But the flu is real, and pu- flu kills people. But I've never heard of a 40-year-old healthy man who had to get a leg amputated because of the flu. Yeah. So this is something that is... Um, you know, like we, I think it's really easy for people to kind of want to dismiss it because the numbers aren't the numbers that they were purported to be originally from a, from the original whatever Oxford model that they were yeah, fucking yeah. using. Um, but it's still legit and it's still going to keep fucking happening. I also think that people are twisting the number thing 
in a dumb way. What do you mean? Like, oh, they said this many people were going to get it, and now we have less people. Yeah, that's because we're fucking social distancing. Yeah. They said that many people were going to get it if we were all out living normally. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. And maybe you got to listen to some <laughs> right-wing podcast. But yes and no. <laughs> yeah, that's the right wing spin. No, 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 because because without social distancing or anything, the number was supposed to be in America alone was supposed to be two million. Sure. And then with social distancing and everything, they said five hundred thousand. Now the number right now in America is like forty thousand. So obviously it's going to be it's going to be more than forty thousand, but it's not going to be anywhere near. It's only forty thousand. Yeah, in America, forty thousand people. That's I the it was most. Higher than that. No, that's and deaths. Oh, deaths. I thought you meant cases. No, no, no. They said five. Fauci said a month ago it was going to be we're looking at maybe f- half a million people, and then it went down to 150 to 250, and now we're at 40,000 deaths. I so also kind of assumed that they have to cite a bigger yes, scare number to, scare to actually get people inside. I yes. understood that from the beginning. But then why? But then part of me goes, what the fuck is going on that they're trying to scare us so much? Because they have fucking control over everything. Like something's going on. I get a little bit. Maybe <sighs> I smoke a little bit too much. I go, something fucking's going yeah, on. Yeah, I get that. Like I don't necessarily trust the government but there's definitely something it's here's the deal i don't know we, we none could, of us we know. could be all getting fucking hoodwinked there's definitely a real virus i don't know if it's like bill gates created a virus and he planted it in china well you know that's not true come on who knows no, I don't, Tommy, you know what i mean on. there's all these dumb conspiracies or are they dumb all i know is that there is a real virus and staying inside of social distancing will save some people. There might be the, an Illuminati that's causing all of this. Yeah, but, but they do keep changing the goalposts. Like yeah. it used to be, like we have to be quarantined to flatten the curve. Well, the curve is flattened. The curve is going down now. Okay, yeah. but we're still quarantined. So what? Well, we got to wait till a vaccine. Well, a vaccine's not going to be for another year. So mm-hmm. well, we got to wait for the perfect. Now we got to wait for testing. People are going well. Testing doesn't really do what we think it's going to do, particularly in America. When we go back into society, are we still wearing masks? I don't think we're going to shake hands anymore, which is fucking great. I hate to shake hands with women. That was always the worst. What do we do? Just nod? Nod. We're going to be Japanese. (laughs) Dude, the Japanese. Japanese are killing the game right now. They're killing the game. Because they nod. They don't fuck it. That's why Italians. Look at the Once Upon America rape movie. Not only are they raping everyone all the time, but they're kissing everyone in the mouth constantly. That is unnecessary. I remember the Europeans are, uh, God, they just want to fuck. They just want to fuck and they no just want to... more horny than a European. Do, in Italy, they do three kisses per person. Your grandma, your mom, anyone. They're mwah, mwah, mwah. It's a yeah. lot of... I've seen four. You've seen four. I've Get seen the fuck four. out of I've here, seen bro. Four. Bro, no way. You're crazy. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you found you close to the sun, I've seen a leprechaun. I've seen four. <laughs> what? I swear to God. <laughs> 2016, I saw four kisses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... And the Japanese, they're doing great because they just... And they nod. Also, the, J- the Japanese really got their like shit together society-wise. Yeah. Like, if they all, as a society, decide that they're not going to do anything, they don't. Like, yeah. social distancing, Yeah. that's a law now. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody litters in Japan. Yeah, once the emperor lays down the law, they follow what the emperor they're says. Fucking, they are conformists. So, basically, we're saying dictatorships do the best with, with fucking yeah, pandemics. Japan is not a dictatorship. North Korea, there's zero cases. I heard that someone had it and they killed him. (laughs) (laughs) Just shot him in the head. North Korea is crazy. Why'd I laugh at that? All right, guys. That's it. We got to go. Time's up. Thanks for coming, Tommy. I hope you had fun. I had a really good time. So, guys, watch the Luke K special. I think it's pretty brilliant. I get that he's kind of a douche, but it's worth watching. 
He admits contribute it. Contribute to Nick Padero, Manaclutes, and uh, stay safe still. This is still a real deal, so be well. Bye.